On today's first round KO, we talk about an incredible week one of NFL football. We got the Packers-Bears game. We came in and recorded immediately. Connor didn't talk for like the first 20 minutes. No, I didn't. Because he is still just incredibly upset. Don't remind me. But I'm still, I'm just incredibly excited because this, <laughs> you're making me laugh back there. This week was incredible. We had so many games. We had a tie between one of the best teams and one of the worst teams from last year. It was incredible storylines. And now we're just incredibly excited for week two. But go ahead. Keep listening. Our reactions to week one of the NFL season. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. (laughs) He's just shaking his head. I hate this planet so much. Connor's mad at football. Connor's mad at life. Connor's mad at sports. Connor's Connor's just mad. That's the best way I can put it right now. Football's stupid. So we are recording this almost immediately after what was a tremendous Sunday night football game. Uh, the Bears and the Packers at Lambeau Field. And wow, that's that's the only word I've been able to say for the past half hour since it's been over is just wow <laughs> and connor's just been speechless <laughs> my laptop's not working <laughs> connor's just <laughs> contemplating life and trying to figure out where chicago went wrong <laughs> where did i go wrong as a bears fan what did I do to deserve this? Well, I can tell you where it probably started. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't. God, that was... I hate football. So, for those of you who didn't watch the Packard-Bear game... Good um, for you. Good for you. Um, no, it was actually a fantastic game. So, what happened was, on the third drive... No, yep. Maybe fourth. third or fourth, 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 yeah, fourth, fourth drive for the Green Bay Packers after not scoring. I believe it was ten to nothing still, mm-hmm. um, ten to nothing Bears and the Packers were out. Aaron Rodgers was about to get hit and he kind of braced for it and hit the ground. And while he hit the ground, his <clears> leg was sticking out and a Bears defender landed on his leg, pretty pretty brutally, like full body weight on his leg, and he limped off the field, was in the uh, injury tent, and. After after about two drives of Deshaun Kaiser, uh, then Aaron, they warmed up the injury cart and carted Aaron off the field into the locker room. And at that point, Packer fans across the nation were, including myself, were very sad <laughs> and losing hope in the season all altogether. And then reports came out during halftime 
that Aaron was going to test out. He was going to try. He was going to try to put weight on his leg and try to play the game still. And he came jogging out of the tunnel. He seemed, you know, he seemed a little, little like he he was favoring his leg a little bit. And but he he went right back out there, and he put together a beautiful drive for the at at this point. So after he got hurt. Uh, Khalil Mack had a pick six for the Bears. So at that point, it was 17-0. And then the first drive of the second half, the Bears kicked a field goal for three. So it was 20 to nothing. Packers, or Bears. Packers were down 20 to nothing. Aaron comes in, and the rest is kind of history at this point. <laughs> uh, Aaron ended up bringing the Packers back, scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown um pretty impressively like the first one was a deep 39 pat 39 yard pass to Devonte adams no geronimo it was geronimo on the first one um that was just a beautiful pass altogether and and then the next drive i believe did we get a field goal first i don't remember but you know, either way the aaron just came back in and just killed it he just he was Aaron Rodgers that we all expected and Bears fans left Bears fans asking themselves where they went wrong (laughs) I'm pretty sure Connor doesn't want to be here right now but we get to talk a lot of football um if you want we can talk other games and come back to this Packer game later. I don't even want to talk football, but apparently we have to. Of course we have to. It was week one of football. There was so many good storylines. Means story nothing lines. to me now. Connor. <laughs> Trust me, I understand because about two hours ago. No, oh, before do you? Halftime, do you understand? I was in the same exact oh, spot. Oh, really? Really? You were in the spot where you blew a 20 to nothing lead. No. You but were in that spot where you had a, where you had your cornerback who decided to pay up the wazoo to match a contract for, drop an interception that would have, A, been a pick six, and B, even if it wasn't a pick six, would have sealed the game. But you were in the exact same, I hate this game. I, was I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why. I was saying the entire time, sitting there at this bar, I know how the story ends. I know how the story ends. It's gonna be halftime. He's gonna come out and like Jesus himself, he's gonna he's gonna freaking rise. And he's gonna come out and the Packers are gonna be saved and the Bears are gonna forget how to play football conveniently. And what exactly happened? Exactly what I said would happen. I've seen this story way too many times. I am tired. I hate the fact that I go to a school in Wisconsin with all of you people to make me feel horrible about this. Oh, I am not okay. No, you. <laughs> I was in a similar situation before halftime mm-hmm. where my team was down 17 nothing. Mm-hmm. My our franchise quarterback was injured again. After waiting 11 months for waiting to see him back playing football healthy again. And, uh, yeah, it, my I, and you, you can ask anyone who was with us. You, you even saw me. I was 
out of it. I wanted nothing to do with football. I wanted nothing to do with the game anymore. Deshaun Kaiser was terrible. And and then all of a sudden I got the update <laughs> that Aaron jogged out of the tunnel and was going to try playing in the second half. <laughs> so in the second half, in the third quarter, the Bears got that field goal on the first on the first drive. The Packers came right back down the field, got a field goal, made it twenty to three. After that, we got the Packers got the ball back again, scored a touchdown on a thirty nine yard pass to Geronimo Allison, twenty to ten. Going into the fourth quarter, the Packers got the ball back, and after I believe that was after the Kyle Fuller uh, it dropped. So the Aaron Devontae fell because I he ran into some. There was a collision. Devontae fell. Aaron threw the ball still to Devontae Adams. And since Devontae wasn't there, it went right into the stomach, basically, of Kyle Fuller. And Kyle Fuller just dropped it. Um, I believe it was the very next play. Aaron kind of scrambled around and gave the ball to... Oh, no, wait. That was later. Oh, no. So before... Okay. So after that, or before that, I mean, way before that, actually, uh, just the methodical drive down the field to 12 yard touchdown to Devonte Adams. And then the bears responded with another field goal. So at this point it's 20 to seven or 23, 17. And then with, I believe it was two, it was two minutes and 39 seconds. I actually remember it very clearly. We had two minutes, 39 seconds to go. And the Packers in 29 seconds and three plays, went 75 yards basically in one play it was in one play Aaron Rodgers short pass up the middle to Randall Cobb Randall Cobb caught it turned around and ran 75 yards for a touchdown giving the Packers a 24 to 23 lead that they would hold on to for the rest of the game the Green Bay Packers one after stopping the Bears on a fourth down conversion, and then they ran out the clock to win. Packers win. It's, it, I don't know. So I have two takeaways from this. So the first takeaway is the first three drives of this game for Green Bay, they couldn't do anything. Like they, you, the Bears smothered the Packers just completely. Aaron was throwing where receivers should have been instead of where they were. And Khalil Mack was making his presence felt. Khalil Mack had himself a day. He made sure the world knew that he was worth those two, those two picks. And it made me upset like that. I, I At that point, I was really upset with the Packers that we didn't make that trade. And I still am. Still 100% am. But that's beside the point. Um yeah, in the first half, just the Green Bay offense did not look good, and then Deshaun Kaiser went in, and that's really when things start go, started getting going for the Bears. It was just it was not good, and then basically a tale of two halves. Aaron Rodgers comes back in and just decides to play like Aaron Rodgers, and he finding wide open guys, you know, in the middle, and then once once he hit a couple guys in the middle, then the outside is open. He's hitting deep balls. Aaron Rodgers found his groove, and I think it's kind of a warning message to the rest of the league that Aaron found his groove, even when he was hurt. Because now he's going to have a week to recover that knee. He's gonna he's gonna be able to rest that leg, and he'll be able to go into Minnesota. No, Minnesota comes to us, 
we'll be able to go into that game against Minnesota with a mostly healthy Aaron Rodgers. No one else got hurt tonight. So we'll be able to go into week two pretty set. On the other hand, tale of two stories for Chicago as well. Because in the first half, especially the first three drives, the Bears' offense looked really good. Trubisky looked good. I mean, I it was it was a product of the system. Like he was getting he was getting wide open guys because of the offense that they were running. Like they had a lot of running plays, and then immediately a play action pass got a guy wide open. But Mitch was making the throws, and he made he made one really good throw with like in double coverage in a tight window. Mitch was looking good in the first half. Tariq Cohen was looking good in the first half. Jordan Howard does what he always does. And even Allen Robinson was starting to show out again, showing us why he's a high-paid quarterback in the NFL, or receiver in the NFL. And, yeah, the offense was looking good. The defense was stopping Aaron Rodgers. They were stopping Green Bay. Khalil Mack was just making an impact. It looked like our offensive line couldn't handle it. And the, the, this Bears team looked incredibly promising. And then in the second half, kind of like Connor said, it looked like they just forgot what they did in the first half, and they just tried to. I think you even said it at one point that they were getting too fancy on offense with with the lead. Like mm-hmm. I think it, they were only up ten at the time when you said it, but even you know once they got up seventeen, you could tell even more they were they were getting too comfortable with that lead. Nagy tried to get too cute with it. Yeah, he got way too. I mean, I can. In a way, I can applaud the and yes. In case anyone's wondering, I am I am very capable of forming full capable sentences, not filled with rage, yet. Um, but I mean, for a way, I can I can applaud the bravado, you know, because wanting to go into Lambo and effectively shut the door is when you have the opportunity to and try to drive that kill shot in. But there's but there's trying to send the message and trying to you know, close the door. And then there's, like I was saying when we were there, there's getting too cute with it. Mm-hmm. There's making play calls that have no business to be to be made. You know, if there's no reason to make someone a cause that they did, it was kind of like, all right, live to see another down or live to see another series. Don't, you know, if it's a three and out, leave it at three and out. Don't, don't make it three and out. Go for it on fourth down because they're trying to get cute with it. And then give Green Bay more momentum. That's the last thing you want to do. And then when Aaron Rodgers comes strutting out on the field again, I mean, the defense, even when he was still there, I mean, even though Rodgers did, you know, very typical Aaron Rodgers things. Defense was still making plays. The defense was still making plays. You know, they were still putting pressure on. They were still getting pressure on him. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they forced him to get the ball out a lot quicker when he came back into the game because they were, I mean, Mac was, when he was on the wood, when he was out there, basically drove two guys into him. Yep. Raquan Smith, in, in, his ver- in his very first snap, ends up with that sack. Ends up with that sack, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, and then, of course, Akeem Hicks, you can't say enough good things about him. Uh, many of the other guys, Danny Trevathan as well. So, I mean,. It's not like the defense didn't apply pressure because they did. It's just the secondary, I just don't know what happened there. And some of it you kind of have to just tip your cap and be like, that's I was like, that's Aaron freaking Rodgers on the opposite side. He's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get well, his. Yeah. 
Did Amukamara come back in? Amukamara came back in, he but did, he did okay. not look the same. I was gonna say he he got because the one hard. I, th- I think it was I don't know if it was if it was Geronimo who caught it, but but uh, he caught it, and Amukamara's head was still turned, focusing oh. on the receiver, and then he tried to bring him down, and he right. got shoved off so easily. Right. So Amukamara didn't look the same after the injury. Kyle Fuller basically had the game in his hands and dropped it. Literally had the game in his hands and dropped it. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I think Nagy tried to get too cute, too cute with the play calling. And, you know, that's some, again, I can, I can applaud the bravado, but you got to know time, place, and the situation. You got to keep your foot on the gas. Right. I mean, which is, which is why I can applaud why they, why they wanted to do some of the things that they did. But why be fancy when you just continue to do exactly what you were doing? Because that exactly. was fancy enough. Like, it was fancy enough in the fact that we held Green Bay. Well, you guys were running some really good plays in yeah, the like, first half. Yeah, the schemes and everything that we were, that we were running. Great. There were so many different things that I was like, when the hell we see this in preseason? I was, oh. And I was sitting there, I was like, this Matt Nagy offense is going to look good. And it was, it was protecting Trubisky because he, like, he... He's not the best quarterback. We all know this. But he, the, the calls that Nagy was playing was actually hiding his weaknesses and showing his strength. Well, I don't even think we even really – I mean, the weakness here is that he's just unproven here. Well, but yeah. even But even some of the things that he was doing, I don't – He you, gets nervous under pressure. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean that's going to come. But, that, mean, but that's what I mean. Like you were – well, obviously the run game and then the, the play action because then they have to load the box and then that opens up uh, receivers wide open. So then you get quick passes. But even – when it wasn't a play action, it was just a simple drop back. You got they were quick plays that the, it seemed right. like most of the time the play calling was a quick pass in the middle or quick like streak but, or something. And when they were and when they were big plays, Trubisky did what I thought was a very good job of yeah. esca- escaping pressure, mm-hmm. dancing in the pocket. You know, he showcased a lot of that mobility that we that we kind of saw glimpses of last mm-hmm. year. But I mean, that offense was it was a John Fox offense, so he you. I don't think he really used Trubisky to his full potential. Rez Nagy, that this with his offensive scheme and even some of the runs that he had, he just looked he looked unafraid for a while, and then you could see towards the end of the game he was like, "Oh crap!" Yep. But then again, I guarantee you, he didn't think he, he they were going to be in that position. None of us really did. None of but, us thought. No. But still, so I mean, if I had to say one positive thing about this game. And just this Bears team in general. After, you know, kind of question marks in the preseason and after mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. I, in my mind, I knew right away, like, this game was going to be the benchmark. If we if we got our bells rocked, I was going to be like, this is going to be a long season. If we competed and faltered, like, made a, you know, faltered horribly, which you know, the argument can be made we kind of sort of did tonight. But I wouldn't say so because we were still fairly competitive throughout the way. Yeah. I was going to be like, okay, it's going to be a decent season. We had Green Bay beat. Yeah. And even when we couldn't, and even then, like, the defense was still making plays. And I'm looking at the positives. Raquan Smith is going to get healthier. He's going to be out on the field more. Yes. Khalil Khalil Mack is going to play more. Khalil Mack is going to have a full grasp of the playbook, and he'll be out on the field pretty much every down. Yeah. Either as an end or a linebacker. Right. Akeem Hicks is Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Kyle Fuller, this... 
this just seems to be another day in the life of Kyle Fuller yeah. almost. Just watching him throughout his career in Chicago, but he will he I think this is going to leave a bad sting in his mouth. From the offensive side of the ball, Trubisky grew up in one game. Yeah, he really matured. Like in one game, this dude, mm-hmm. this kid grew up. Because even in those last couple drives, he still was making plays. Oh yeah, and he still looked pretty decent. Allen Robinson is going to be an amazing addition. Yep. Anthony Miller is going to be a star. Um, Jordan Howard, you know what you're going to get with Jordan Howard. He's, he's been he's, consistent the past. Yeah, two he's years. one of the best running backs in the league. And yep. Tariq Cohen. You know, Matt Nagy is going to try is going to try to pull a Tyreek Hill with him. Yes, which, which I think is perfect for his play style. Yes, yeah, and for the quarterback, right? So positive. The positive that I that I'm taking out of this game is exactly what I thought would be what I would hoped would have been best case scenario, which is if we can hang with these teams, and be put in a position to beat them. I would like us to close the deal, but the fact that we can hang and be in these games right. and not be doormats yeah. leaves me hopeful for, honestly, the rest of the season if we can be this competitive. Because if we can be this competitive with the Green Bay, Seattle we should beat. Minnesota will be interesting. Detroit will be interesting. That New England game later on in the year is going gonna, is gonna to be one that I'm that – at first I was like, we're screwed, and now I'm kind of like – I really want to see that. Like, we might not be as screwed as I think we might be. It's one but, of the weeks that I'll be a Bears fan. But uh, I have hope for this Bears team. They – the best case scenario for me was they start to get competitive as early as this season. Because mm-hmm. even, even before the Khalil Mack trade and everything, the biggest thing that I said was – if there's a team that I could see pulling an L.A. Rams when they did their thing, it's the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm. They they showed it. me signs of that today. I was like, okay, I'm pissed off, but that was literally the best case scenario. Working with a rookie quarterback, or with a quarterback on a rookie contract, being able to pay these other position, being able to pay Khalil Mack, yep. and now that other uh, yep. the other guy in the like literally line. they are pulled. Like yeah. I know it's only week one, but they're but this but the similarities are way too similar with the uh, L.A. Rams, and yeah. look where they are. Absolutely, and it just this yeah. also goes to show that this division's about to be the best in football right now. So it, we'll see how the Lions do tomorrow. I mean, they're playing the Jets; they're probably going to look pretty decent. I mean, you could also. I mean, they could win and still look. Hideous, That's though. true. I, but yeah, I mean, <coughs> the Bears going into the, going into this season, they were a top ten defense last year. Yep. Without Khalil Mack, but once you guys got Khalil Mack, that's a legit defense. Like it's damn near top five. And Fangio's still there. And Van, and you still have your coordinator, leading. even though it's basically a new coaching staff. You kept your defensive coordinator, so that's huge. And. I yeah I don't know like Khalil Mack almost was like he he essentially won the first half for you guys like with all those like obviously Trubisky got down for the field goal and down for the first touchdown I think he ran for the first touchdown yeah yeah he scrambled him but then Khalil Mack had a forced fumble and a recovery and a pick six and he he had he just had an incredible stat line tonight like so I. And now, and that he wasn't even playing the whole game; he was out. I mean, I think he, I think he eventually ended up playing more than thirty snaps, unlike the report said. Yeah, once the once the game got close, you I could think tell, Vangio, you can, I think he, I think Vangio saw that 
he was still making an impact even though he doesn't he know the playbook. Full, right. Because right. all, all he really had to do was, all right. Because he didn't really drop him in coverage. He was just no, like, yeah. he was like, go get him. He was like, that's all you do. Just that was, get and, him. That, and that was the report coming out was that Mac was only going to play passing downs and he was just going to chase the quarterback, which is which basically, was, yeah. which was, he was very successful. Exactly. And, so. I, I don't know. That that Bears defense, it's still scared. It scared me tonight. It scared me going into tonight. Scared me during the night. I'm still flabbergasted that we were able to put up twenty four in the second half. I still like I'm still without words to even describe how that happened. But you know, going forward this Bears Aaron defense Rogers. is gonna well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. But the, the, going forward this Bears defense is going to be a it, it's going to be a force to reckon with in the NFL. We're not gonna, I don't think this Bears team is going to be doormats this season. I don't think so. Like, the, we are going to be in some – like, we might. Like, we just might mess around and force the issue and play ourselves – I don't want to say accidentally play ourselves into, into wild card contention, right. but if the offense grows, like, if Trubisky's growth continues, and, you, and even in one game, all of us are like, this kid grew up. Yeah. And if he continues to do that all season – and you know Nagy, you know they stick to what they do well. If they stick to what they do well, and and by doing that, the offense closes the door. You know, just getting points on the mm-hmm. board. The defense keeps doing what it does. We might mess around and and play ourselves to at least be thought of, thought of, or to maybe be around that wild card spot. But this is going to be like. Don't get me wrong. I am still irate right now. I am like livid. And I'm going to go home and just bury this Bears jersey as far away as I possibly can and probably not wear my Bears hoodie tomorrow. And I'm probably going to avoid ESPN like the plague. But, I mean, this team looks scary. No, oh, yeah. Like, scary. And I cannot wait. If that secondary can hold up, that defense is ruthless. I I think we're one firmly established corner away, defense side. I don't trust Fuller, and Amukamara is good, but he just wasn't the same after the injury. Now, on the other hand, the Packers' defense looked more or less the same from the past couple of years. It looked unchanged. It looked, looked completely very unchanged. unchanged. Very They got bailed out because yes. Trubisky was an unproven quarterback. That well, was the yeah, bailout clause. He overthrew a lot of people yeah. in the second half. Like He got nervous. You could t- you could tell he was under their pressure. I was going to say, it wasn't even so much. I mean, they got pressure to him, but mm-hmm. I mean, he was still bobbing and weaving. Yeah. But, and, I mean, overall, for me, I just think the Packers got bailed out because it was absolutely. an unproven quarterback. Absolutely. Anybody else, and they would have made him pay. The Packers' defense were missing tackles on almost every play. It was ridiculous. There were plays where the Packers had people tackled for a loss, and then that person, you know, the, the Packer would miss that tackle, and then that bear would go and rush for 10 yards and get a first down. It, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, this Packers' defense, I don't have a lot of hope. Um, but – I don't know. It'll be interesting next week for both teams, actually, because Green Bay is going. The Minnesota's coming to Green Bay, and the Vikings didn't look too great against the Forty Niners. Um, we might get into that a little bit later, but they, you know, the Niners aren't that great of a team. I don't that roster doesn't impress me at all, and the Vikings struggled like a decent amount. Like the 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 Forty Niners had a chance to win that game, so the fact that they struggled gives me hope and hopefully our offense will be able to score more or whatever but next week for the bears is interesting because you guys play seattle and seattle lost to 
I would say, a poor man's Chicago Bears this week in the Denver Broncos. Like, a really good defense. Although, Bears have a way better running game. But, and you know, and on... I, I, Trubisky is much more unproven than Case, Case Keenum. I was going to say unproven quarterback. Keenum, you know what you're going to get, whereas Trubisky, you don't know necessarily. Right, yeah. So, like, I don't know. It, <clears throat> I, think, I think we have a better receiving core than, oh, than Denver does. Emmanuel Sanders is still there and Demarius, and Demarius Thomas. Thomas, but. Tight end wise, you have a better tight end and you yep. a little deeper at wide receiver. I'm going to say, I think we have just better but for overall. Sure, you're for depth sure better at running back, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Bears honestly are going to go into Seattle or you know have Seattle come there or whatever. But they're gonna, I think they're gonna steamroll Seattle next week. I really do. I think Khalil Mack's gonna make a lot of noise now that he's gonna be he's gonna play the full game. Assuming assuming that he plays the full game, he'll get to Russell Wilson. I like they don't have they have Brandon Marshall in Seattle, and he I think he got through touchdowns this week. But other than that, I I don't see many weapons for Russell. I mean, Tyler Lockett's been looking good. I don't. He, I didn't hear his name much today. He caught. He got a touchdown today. Did he catch a touchdown? Today? Lockett got one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do remember that. That was busted coverage. It was I a beautiful. It was a beautiful throw. Oh well, yeah. Throw. But I mean, he was it also, was busted coverage. Was, yeah, like, he was also wide seriously, open. There was nothing but the end zone yeah. ahead of him. Oh, yeah. I I honestly think the Bears are gonna be able to go steamroll Seattle next week. But we'll see. All right, I want to talk some more NFL games because there was a lot of games and there was a lot of crazy storylines after today. I <laughs> NFL Red Zone changed my life. Like, NFL Red Zone is the best thing. It is seven hours of no commercials and just football. <laughs> just shows you anytime that anyone's in scoring range, they go to that game and they go to the closest person Towards the end of games, they go to, you know, the closest games with the team who's down with the ball. NFL Red Zone is fantastic. If you don't have it, go get it. If Because it like it's just seven hours of just football entertainment, and it's fantastic. So, the first game <laughs> was a game that we did pick right, but I don't think we even saw this coming. The Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> just slaughtered the Buffalo Bills 47 to 3. Like I've been praising the Buffalo defense. I thought that was the reason that Buffalo would actually be decent this season. And nope, I d- nope. <laughs> like their defense, the Joe Flacco and that offense and eventually Lavar or Lamar Jackson, I believe was put in late in the game. But that that Baltimore offense put up 47 points on this defense. And Nathan Peterman was the starting quarterback going in today. God only knows why. I still don't know why they named Nathan Peterman starting quarterback because he's just terrible. Like, I understand I understand starting Sam Bradford over Josh Rosen over there and Tyrod Taylor over Baker Mayfield, but I don't understand Nathan Peterman over over uh Sam or Josh Allen. But Josh Allen ended up going in late, basically feeding him to the Wolves at that point. But yeah, Nathan Peterman, I don't even know. He he just didn't do good, obviously. I don't I don't think. Just when I want to continue to give the Bills coaching staff compliments, they go and do that. Right? So oh, in, my God. So in a way, in a way, 
I mean, yeah, we predicted the Ravens winning. Yeah. And then you said that I'm sure neither of us didn't see this coming. But in a way, didn't we kind of? I didn't see 47 points. We saw him. I'm pretty sure in the back of our minds we were thinking it was going to be sanctioned murder with Peterman as a quarterback. I wasn't. I kind of thought he. I, I saw like a I, 20, like four to nothing. I naturally assume the worst for the Buffalo Bills when he starts as quarterback. You, you have to. Because tell me, I mean, give me one reason why I shouldn't. And this, and I will show you every available stat that literally proves that I'm right. Do you want to hear his stats from the game? I am five, very... five for eighteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four yards. Yep. Two interceptions. No touchdowns. And what's what's the passer rating at? It's not even showing. Even Beaterman. No, nope, not showing me. But Josh Allen was six for fifteen. Seventy-four yards. No touchdowns. No interceptions. I just can't. I <laughs> that yeah that game just floored both both the Buffalo defense and the Baltimore offense surprised me greatly, and that's a theme that I'm going <clears> to <throat> carry into another game coming up. But the, yeah, this I don't even know what to say. This Buffalo team looked terrible. I hope that they look better with Josh Allen at quarterback. I think they will. I don't know if they're going to continue with Josh Allen. We'll see as the week goes on. I would hope that they don't put Nathan Peterman in that offense again. I don't think Nathan Nathan Peterman should play another snap in the NFL, honestly. I don't think he's talented enough. I don't think he has what it takes. It's just bad. Baltimore putting up 47 points week one. Yeah, but I mean – you have to look at this, though. Like Joe Flacco, 25 for 34, 236 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Dude looked really good. <laughs> he, he looked like the elite quarterback that they paid because rushing-wise, they didn't have much. They had, they had Kenneth Dixon with 44 yards on 13 attempts. They had Lamar Jackson next when he finally went in. He had seven rushes for 39 yards. And then even their starter, Alex Collins, had seven rushes for 13 yards. So they didn't have much running help. It was all through the air. They had a number of receivers. They didn't have a receiver over 49 yards. Their leading receiver was Willie Sneed with 49 yards. But it was 49, 44, 40, 38, 32, 31, 15. This is ridiculous. Like, I honestly think it it was just a field position game. Like, you think 47 points, you almost think that Flacco, like, threw 350 yards, 350. But, no, he barely threw two. He only threw 236. Like, that's definitely on the field position and the defense getting turnovers, punting, special teams. Yeah, I, there's not too much to say about that. I, I'm interested to see if Baltimore can keep that up. Or if it's just that Buffalo was that bad. But yeah, I that's that's the thing I'm gonna take away from this is that I'm I'm very interested to see if Baltimore's offense can stay that hot. Uh so the next game uh this next game made me sad. The <laughs> The Cleveland Browns were searching for their first win since <laughs> their first win. In 600 plus days. 
and this they were hosting the Steelers, and they haven't won an opening day game since 2004. The Cleveland Browns haven't. And this game went to overtime, tied at 21. With all the bad weather, neither kicker could capitalize in overtime. Both kickers missed game-winning field goals, and Cleveland and and Pittsburgh ended up tying at 21. And I love the headline everywhere. Cleveland Brown or the Cleveland Browns are 0-0-1. Best start since 2004. <laughs> Honestly, it's just because they haven't lost. <clears throat> it's their best start in 14 years, just because they didn't lose. This game was just pure comical. It was. It was just like literally just. It's just funny because somebody on my floor ended up coming into my room, right? Yeah. And so we're watching this game, and we're like, and bo- both of us are sitting there after certain things, and we're just like, it's gonna happen. This is about to happen. I honestly, we're don't. about to watch this happen, and so. And it's how apropos that somehow, some way, the Browns find a way to, I can't even say lose, but they, the Browns find a way win. to not win. <laughs> like, this defense, like how? this defense had five takeaways. Yep. They intercepted Ben three times. Yep. Denzel Ward, the first-round pick with two picks. Looks and like a stud. Demarius Randall, the trade from Green Bay, of course, um, had a pick. Oh, we're fine without him tonight. And then Miles Garrett had a forced fumble. Yep. And then someone else did too, I think. But, yeah, they had five takeaways. But I still remember vividly, after the fourth turnover, the Steelers were still up (laughs) 7-0. And I I literally said to myself, I said, (laughs) Cleveland's going to find a way to take this ball away four times and still lose 7-0. Like, they just haven't – this defense is legit. I, I tweeted this out. This defense is actually legit. They, Denzel Ward is showing up right away. Demarius Randall is better in the safety spot. I didn't like him at corner in, in Green Bay. But he's found, his, he's, he's found his spot at safety. These linebackers are really good. Joe Schobert from Wisconsin I like. Miles Garrett is an animal. He is an absolute animal on the defensive end. Joe Thomas in an interview. I, th- I think it was on part of my take. He did an interview, and he said that Miles Garrett, if he can master one or he, because he apparently Miles Garrett has like every move in the book, and if Miles Garrett can master one or two or like one more move, because he already has one of them, I don't remember, but if he can master one move, he's going to be at the same level as uh, Dwight Freeney, as like uh, Jabr. Uh, no, Peppers, Julius Peppers, like one of those guys who, like you know what he's gonna do, but you still can't stop him. You know Dwight Freeney every time he's pass rushing, you know he's gonna spin, but you still can't stop it. Apparently, Miles Garrett is gonna be that guy, and he showed up. Like he showed that in this game against Pittsburgh. And th- this Cleveland defense is going to be legit if they can, like it, this was Pittsburgh. They turned over Pittsburgh five times, and they, I mean, they held them to 21 points, which isn't great, but they still turned them over five times. I don't think Pittsburgh probably, it was probably only a turnover or score. I don't think they ever punted. But, man, like this, that defense looked good, and then the offense was just meh. 
Like Tyrod Taylor did not look good. <laughs> he looked good running. <laughs> he looked real good running. He had a couple long runs. But and then and then on the other end of this, this Pittsburgh offense. What the hell? Like James Conner, <laughs> James Conner went in. James Conner, Le'Veon's ba- backup. James Conner went in and ran for like 120 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And this offense still looked bad. Like Big Ben was just throwing the ball all over. I that made no sense. Like Big Ben, there's something wrong with him. He's moving quick though. Yeah, he's he had a. You little can bit tell more he lost the weight. Yeah, because yeah, he. Yeah, I don't know. There's something with his throwing. I don't know if it was just because it's week one and he was rusty, still getting into it, or if that Cleveland defense is just that good. Because it was <laughs> Big Ben looked bad at point at at times. But then Smith-Schuster still had 120 receiving yards. Antonio still had a touchdown. Yep. I I don't know how teams stop this this Pittsburgh team. Because, like I said, Big Ben turned the ball over five times. But Connor still had two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Smith-Schuster still had over 100 yards receiving. Antonio Brown still had a touchdown catch. And they avoided a loss. <laughs> I'll phrase it that way. <laughs> they didn't lose. So, like, when you don't turn this team over five times, that just means they're going to score more. This, it, it, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's, it's like two different things. Like, Big Ben was bad, but at the same time, this offense is going to be scary because they're not going to, they're not going to turn the ball over five times. Obviously, there, I, that they're just not going to turn the ball over. They're, they're not going to throw three interceptions every week, and they're not going to fumble twice a week. That's not going to happen every every game. But, you know, that just, I don't know. That Steelers team confuses me and gives me hope <laughs> at the same time. I don't know. But that Cleveland defense, man, it's legit. If they can figure out something, honestly, it pains me to say this. Because I went, I I still hard. I went on this rant, and I still wholeheartedly believe this whole rookie quarterback thing. But I I kind of believe in my heart that if Baker Mayfield played this game, that the Browns would have won. Go ahead and say it, Kyle. It's okay to say that a rookie quarterback should start if he does if if he's good enough. I still think Tyrod. Go, go ahead and say it. it's fine. It's like, fine. Okay, he would have won that game, but I still think he'll be better because he ha- isn't playing yet. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. He might not have because th- that weather was not good. No, Obviously, that ben, weather was awful. Ben looked bad, so I I guess I can't even say that because maybe maybe Baker goes in there week one, throws like absolute dog crap because it's raining, and then loses his confidence. I'm gonna stick with it. Never mind. I talked myself back around. <laughs> I I don't know. I. After seeing Tyrod, though, I, and maybe it was the weather, but after seeing the, this Tyrod Taylor, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Baker Mayfield within the next five weeks because this Browns team is going to get, especially if that defense keeps showing up but the offense can't score, mm-hmm. that team is going to get an itch for a change and that the fans are going to start chanting Baker. It's going to be bad. 
I I I see Baker Mayfield coming in within the next five weeks. This team's gonna this team's gonna be competitive though. They're, I, they're they're gonna make they're gonna they're gonna put up a fight. I think they proved my point with Mayfield or uh, yeah. Taylor. They're gonna put up one hell of a fight. I'm pretty sure I have them at either seven and nine or eight and eight. I really think that they can make some noise this year. But I don't know. We'll see about that. All right. What else happened? Oh, so the other game I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Two games. Let's talk about this one first. So <laughs> we when we did our picks. We were going around and we said, all right, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. And everyone just went, New Orleans, next. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> and then Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You said Fitzmagic wrong. <laughs> Fitzmagic. Don't even, what? Put some respect on his name. I, apparently I have to because this this man marched into, and I say marched, into New Orleans and put up what forty eight points? He put, yeah, he put up forty eight points in New Orleans. I believe he threw for four passing touchdowns. I'm gonna try to find his stats, but like, who, who on God's green earth thought that today's fantasy football high scoring quarterback would have been Ryan Fitzpatrick? Please tell me, I don't. Who started Ryan Fitzpatrick this week? Did anyone? I can't imagine anyone started Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. Not in any of the leagues we have, no. Like. If they did, they know something that I don't, and they need to buy my next lottery ticket. <laughs> you know, pick my numbers. for Like, it was just ridiculous. Like, he was the highest scoring quarterback <laughs> in fantasy this week. Because he just he just put up insane numbers. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick, oh my God, 21 for 28. He didn't even throw 30 passes. 21 for 28. I believe that's 75%, if my math is correct. Look, doing it now. Which, that in itself is insane. 75. Hell yeah. Proud of myself on that one. 417 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. What? I can tell you one thing. Jameis Winston doesn't have a starting job when he comes back. I know they were saying that before the season, that Jameis was going to have to come in and earn it. I don't think they give it to him. I really don't think they give it to him at this point. I think they stick with Fitzpatrick. Because they've already kind of teased the fact that they are kind of done with Jameis. They don't like his off-the-field stuff. They were not really a fan of his on-the-field play. He hasn't been doing much since he got drafted. I wouldn't be surprised if they stuck with Fitzpatrick, even if he doesn't like. I don't. He's not going to fourth throw four hundred yards and four touchdowns every week. I could be wrong on that. I don't see that happening. But I even so even if he doesn't, even if he you know if even if he loses a couple games, what the next two weeks, um, which I think they will. Their schedule is pretty tough. They play Pittsburgh one of those weeks and. I don't remember the other one, but I don't think Jameis has a. I don't think Jameis has a starting job the rest of the season. I think they stick stick with Fitzpatrick. Um, Fitzpatrick, oh Jesus! He also had twelve rushes for thirty six yards and a touchdown. Dude had five touchdowns on the day. Good God! 
Their leading rusher was Peyton Barber with 19 attempts and 69 yards and no touchdown. They only had one rushing touchdown. Fitz magic. Fitz magic, baby. It's, it's incredible. Wow. So, these receiving stats are incredible. Mike Evans had seven catches for 147 yards and a touchdown. He had seven targets. Caught all of them. Deshaun Watson. Nope. Deshaun Jackson. Sorry. Five targets. Five catches. 146 yards. Two touchdowns. OJ Howard. Two targets. Two catches. 54 yards. I like this is just. <laughs> this game I'm really speechless about. Dude, I was pissed when, when, I, when I saw the final score. If I were to tell you that week one. New Orleans was going to put up 40 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And still lose. Yeah, you would be like, oh, well, they're winning pretty easily then. Nope. It was essentially like a blowout because they scored that touchdown late to make it 40-48. to This was the highest scoring week one game in modern NFL Day history. 88 point total. That is just ridiculous. I, I can't get over it. It's magic, baby. And we can't, like, Drew Brees didn't even have a bad game. We can't. Neither did J.J. Not J.J. Camara. Yeah, Camara. Why did I say J.J.? Oh, because somebody I know has both. Somebody in the league I know. Drew Brees went 37 for 45, 439 yards, and three touchdowns. In a losing effort. In a losing effort. Camara only rushed eight times and for 29 yards, but he had the two touchdowns where he really excelled was receiving because with 12 targets he had nine catches 112 receiving yards and a touchdown michael thomas on 17 targets had 16 receptions 180 yards and a touchdown in a ppr league that's a lot of like that's a lot of points hold on i can't that's 40 points that's got to be 40 points i think so because 16 for the catch for the catches, 180 plus the touchdown. Well, 18 plus the six for the touchdown. That's 40. Should be at least. <laughs> Whoever has him in fantasy is a happy person. Apparently, I can do math at 11:40 at night. I just, I yeah, I'm completely speechless about this game. That's all I can say. Did you want to add anything? Are you looking up for? Are you looking on him fantasy? Yeah, and <laughs> all of our predictions got screwed, got totally honestly, weird, like honestly. so many of our pre- predictions. Like when I finally were... go in and actually like start marking it down, I'm gonna be like, "What was this week?" Like honestly, if we remember, we'll we'll go over our predictions on Wednesday. Maybe um, I'll bring it. I'll try to have them in. I'll probably yeah. work on it while I'm sitting in the studio on Tuesday while. All that stuff is happening. But, yeah, literally just what was this week in football? That's ridiculous. We still have two more games. Let's go. Okay, so the other big game that I wanted to talk about in detail was the 49ers in Minnesota. That was a fun game to watch. It was a very fun game to watch, as most Garoppolo games are. Now, the Vikings ended up winning 24-16. It wasn't it was it was closer. I think the Vikings scored late. Um because Garoppolo had a 
at a at a point had a chance to you know he had the ball with a game winning drive but he ended up turning it over i think i don't know grappolo honestly didn't look the greatest <laughs> at times he missed a lot of throws he overthrew guys he threw behind guys on slant routes like there was a couple times he had a I, I can remember three throws specifically. He had touchdown passes, and he just threw behind guys on, on simple slant and post routes. Um, he he ended up 15 for 33, 261 yards, so still a lot of yards. Only one touchdown and three interceptions. Not good. And the running game was not good either. That's all I'll say about that. On 25, 25 carries, they only had 90 yards as a team. That's not good running. But but for Minnesota, it's a different story, kind of. Kirk Cousins looked pretty decent, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Like, he didn't turn it over. He was 20 for 36, so that's not terrible. 244 yards or two touchdowns. Pretty good. The running game didn't look great. Delvin Cook, Delvin Cook had a couple sparks. Like, he had a couple big moments, but... Ultimately, Latavius Murray had 11 attempts for 42 yards. Delvin Cook had 16 attempts for only 40 yards. <laughs> I that they didn't look too great in the running game, which was supposed to be their bigger. And this is against the this San Francisco defense. Re, like I like their ends in Solomon Thomas. Obviously, DeForest Buckner had himself a day. I think he had like four or five sacks. Dude was incredible. But him and Solomon Thomas are really the only guys on the line. They now have a young, because they didn't have Reuben Foster. I think he's suspended or something. Hurt, maybe. But they don't have him. So they had this young linebacker actually step up. He looked pretty good. So now they have him and Reuben Foster. So that would be nice. And then Jarquiski Tart's pretty good at safety. And Richard Sherman, obviously, at safety. Or at corner. Can we talk about how Stephon Diggs just made Richard Sherman look stupid a couple times? On the couple plays he did. Like, Stephon Diggs has got some moves during his routes. Dude, I like him so much more if he wasn't in a Minnesota Viking uniform. It makes me scared for next week because remember Kevin King on a simple juke tonight. Got destroyed by 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 Coleman. Yep. And now he – God, I'm – Actually, I'm interested to see Jari Alexander versus Stephon Diggs. That's going to be pretty fun. And I mean, Josh, he answered the call on Allen Robinson pretty really easily. Did. So, yeah. except for that one where Robinson just went up right. above him, and, and Diggs got it. has a lot more speed than Robinson. So, yeah, exactly. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun week game. two. Is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Is that a is that a midday game? Probably on Sunday. Like, is that game of the week or is that an earlier game? It might be game. Of the, I would assume. I think I'm pretty sure next week's a noon game. Yep. Okay, it's a noon game. Noon game on Fox. Wow, I thought it would be game of the week, like it might the, like the three twenty five. They use they sometimes do game of the week at noon. I thought it was just always the afternoon one, you no, know, like the mid afternoon. I think they just pick the best game. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. That is fair. But I, I, I that would be my vote. I don't know. All these other games don't look too great. They could flex it, can't they? Oh, oh, that's on CBS. But Patriots Jaguars rematch of the AFC Championship game last week. Ooh, I'm watching one. that one. That's the 325, too. And then Giants-Cowboys at night. Oh, God, next week's going to be great. Oh, and Bears-Seahawks is Monday night. I can't wait for week two already. 
You know where to find me. Week one isn't even over. You know where to find me next week. We just, should, just, just text me. Dual screen, dual screen Rons and uh, right. <laughs> football. Um, no, but back to week one. I don't know. Vikings didn't look impressive. That's the thing that I take away from this game. The Vikings did not look great against this like subpar uh, 49ers team. Like they're off. The, if if Jimmy would have played like he did towards the end of the season last year, I think I think San Francisco might have took this. Because yeah. if Jimmy makes half of the throws that he missed, that he should make, these are simple post and slant routes that are open wide receivers. I have a thought on Jimmy actually. Okay, and it's his first loss as a as a starter. Yeah, I think we've. I think we've been a little we've all been a little bit too guilty of over glorifying him. I'm not saying that he's bad. Well, yeah. And I'm not saying that he's you know, he's the second coming of I don't know, the greatest quarterback to have ever played. Like I'm not saying he's the second coming of either right. like a Steve Young or right. a Joe Montana or anything, right? But I think we just forget the fact that this was that he hasn't even started a full 10 games yet. Right. You know, and yet, I mean, he had, he had all this attention was thrust on him because he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady and right. he was thrown into a game because Tom Brady with the, with the whole deflate gate suspension. Right. So we got this introduction to Jimmy Garoppolo and he did all, and he did all those great Which things. Which he had and, praise even before he played. Right. He yeah. had praise before he played. But I mean, it really got, it reached a fever pitch when he played well and, and Tom Brady's absence, and then he was sitting on the bench, and then everybody's like, "Oh, you got it's, you got to let Jimmy G, you know, play eventually. You know, he'll take over." Then the trade happened, and then he went on that run last year. Uh, last year, just like, "Oh my God, like he might like he might be the answer." We keep forgetting that for the most part. For the most part, we I don't want to say he's fully unproven, but he's not necessarily he's not unproven but he's not established either and i think we've all been like i myself i'm guilty of it of over glorifying um, i i do yeah. still think he's going to be a really good quarterback but i think we've over we've over glorified him to the point where we right. like ex- we expect that we expect that run that he went on in new in new england yeah. and when he first first came to san fran we it's become the ex- expectation now so when he falls short it's yeah. like well, what the hell? The only reason this is still a young quarterback. The only reason that I hold him to that standard and to that like those high hopes is because one of those five games last year was in Jacksonville against that elite defense who had been shutting people down and scoring on people last year. I'm pretty sure he put up like 35 points. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the, and the, he looked good. The way he, the way he's he played in that game, and again, yeah. all the games that he's won up until this point. So then, yeah, it's been it's been very. He's made it hard for us. He's made it hard for us to be like, oh my god, this right. guy might be great. He really like, why did the Patriots ever trade this guy? So then, logically, you would think then with an off season, actually knowing the offense, working with Kyle Shanahan, yes. who's a fantastic coach, logically, yes, logically that just means that he's going to be better, y- yes. But it, for some reason, I mean, yeah, I mean, logically, again, I doesn't don't, help I don't, that he had Alfred Morris at running right. Back. I mean, I don't think you, I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong, but right. I mean, no, no, yeah. But I mean, we're looking. I think we've all almost made him out to be basically like baby Aaron Rodgers, where he steps on the field and greatness just ensues, which didn't because, well, like I'm. Right. We need to also remember that, like we say, he's still a young quarterback. Well, he, even when Aaron took over, 
we he, didn't make the playoffs that year. Right. But we I mean, were like he, eight and eight, I think. Right. But and the difference is, Aaron didn't have this hype that Jimmy G had when he first started. True. Like Aaron had nowhere near this. True. Like the the only reason why people were the reason why people are talking more so about Aaron then was just like, oh, they 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 okay. sh- they shipped Brett to let Aaron play. Andrew Luck then. That's who we can compare him to. Not out of the draft or anything, but still hype taking over a team. I. Yes and no. Yes in the fact that he but he was drafted as the franchise quarterback. Right, but they traded him basically. Right. But I mean it wasn't like he had to he was waiting behind anyone. He wasn't he was an heir apparent, but he wasn't just sitting and waiting. Fair. Like But like I, it's I, the same kind of thing. Like kind of sort. I don't think we'd he be He didn't talk- come in and perform right away. I don't think we'd be talking about Jimmy G this much had that deflategate suspension happened. I honestly, I disagree. I think, I think we, I think he would. There would have been a lot of Jimmy G hype, but I don't think we would have borderline over glorified him. He didn't play. It wasn't just those two games. No, but I mean, because he, you know, he he always came in. Yeah, for him I mean, don't looked, get me wrong. I thought I've yeah. always thought he's played very well. But I, I guess, just think we've gotten spoiled and just got we we've gotten spoiled because of the right. run that he's been on and the fact that for at one point he was the backup to Tom Brady. He was supposed right. to be. The the next guy. To me, the reason that the hype train was so big wasn't the New England background and the two games in New England. It was the fact that he took a one in ten San Francisco team and won five games pretty convincingly. I think that's where it landed. Because if he would have gotten traded from New England and was only two and zero and didn't play in San Francisco, like they just they were like, no, we'll just wait until next season. I don't think all that hype is there because, yeah, we saw him play really good under Belichick and with a really good New England team. But we haven't seen him with this bad San Francisco team, so we'll see how he is. But that the, the fact that we actually did see him in San Francisco win five straight games with a team who was previously 1-10, in 10, I, that's where the hype came from me, at least. I don't know. I, th- I still think without the Deflategate stuff, if he wasn't two and zero as a starter in New England, and then he still goes and does this in San Fran, he goes five and zero. I think the hype is still the same. Yeah. It's interesting. So, real quick, we'll touch on a couple other games because there are there was so many wild wild finishes and wild just games in general. The Titans and the Dolphins officially the longest game in the NFL since the merger. And I want to find the actual stat on how long this game was. I don't think I will. I'll look it up on Google real quick. But this game started at noon and ended after all the 3 o'clock games. Did anybody stay for that? Yeah. Not a lot of people, but there was still a, like a decent amount of people at the stadium. Really? After the second delay. There was, there and, there was still a, and there was still a, a good chunk of people at the stadium? Yep. Uh, Dolphins versus Titans. Wow. Length. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, and it's really funny, but, but yeah, so like the biggest part of this was that the Dolphins actually won. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because I have been harping on the Dolphins being bad and i still kind of what i'm 
up to that because Tennessee didn't look great. Uh, especially Mariota went out late. So that kind of didn't help. But <laughs> I don't know. I still don't think – I'm still not on the Dolphins train. I don't think a lot of people should be. But this – I don't know. It was just a really – it's just a really interesting game. Like it went – I, I mean, you got to assume it goes six and a half hours at that point because I'm pretty sure I looked at the clock and it was at 630 huh. when it was still going, I think. <laughs> yeah, you, you had mentioned it when we were going over to, uh, to when station. When we were going to the Packer game. Yeah. Oh, God. It's got to be close to seven. But anyway, longest game. I still don't trust Tannehill. He didn't look too great. It was mostly Kenyon Drake in the running game. And Tennessee's defense didn't look good. I, I overhyped them too much. You know, I I got fooled because Tennessee made the playoffs last year, which I still don't know how they made the playoffs. I have a weird cult following from the for the Titans ever since yeah. Steve McNair played. So. That's fair. Yeah, and I, then it didn't help when they drafted Vince Young, and I loved him. And then when they drafted Marcus Mariota, yeah. and I love him. Yeah, so Derek, I really like Derrick Henry, but I I guess I just in my head it's like okay they were a playoff team and they didn't really lose anyone, so now they're gonna right. be good again. You know. I, I guess I just overhyped them in my head. Oh, that was an interesting game. What other ones did we have today? Bill Belichick learning how to shut down. Oh, that the game Houston was sad. offense. I had so much hope. So did I, but then so in hindsight, just like listening to like the play-by-play and everything, which by the way, I love Tony Romo as a color Tony Romo's so good on commentary. Uh, but just listening to all that, like they made sense. It was just like you don't. It was like. And I and I completely forgot to take this into account when we made the predictions. Sure. Things the things that Deshaun Watson and that Houston uh, offense did last year. Well, granted, they were missing a, they were missing uh, Will Fuller and some other pieces yep. too, and they lost one of their offensive linemen for the year with a broken bone in his foot. Uh, but you don't give. Bill Belichick rarely makes those same mistakes twice, and if he does, yeah. and if he does, they're complete. You know. I don't want to say miracles, but they're That's true. they're if, out of nowhere. In if, the case of the two New York Giants losses in the Super Bowl, Kansas City seems to have their number. Right. But yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't even think about that too because you look at the game last year and maybe if that game last year didn't happen, maybe if Watson misses that game because of the injury, comes back right. If that, it's a different story. Right. If that Patriots game happened later on in the season while Watson was on the shelf, yeah, I guarantee you. Uh, we would have seen we would have seen something different today. Yeah, because only and seventeen for thirty four, hundred seventy, one hundred seventy six yards, one touchdown, one interception. It's just also funny too how after one week, and I'm and I'm definitely guilty of this as of about an hour ago. How how we how everyone goes into week one there's so much optimism with everyone, and then pending, and then at the end yep. of the games in week one, pending on the result, you. You, you're either on cloud and I can't wait for the rest of the season or you just want the season to be done. Well, I'm really excited, too, because I've already seen it on Twitter today. Week one is always the the time of football where everyone overreacts to every first game. Like, everyone is just <laughs> – everyone's on the Browns hype, which, jump aboard, I've been on the on the Browns hype everyone's on the Eagles hype and the, oh, the Falcons are overrated. That offense is never going to be good. It will be good. Calm down. Or me ready to. Everyone's probably picking the Ravens to be a a playoff team. 
They won't be. <laughs> they played the Bills. Me ready to send the freaking sledgehammer through a wall after this Bears game. Yeah. The, the Colts, Andrew Luck. Oh, Luck's a bust now. He's not doing good. He, he still put up 23 points. He looked fine. He was driving down the field, too, to win that game. We, we haven't even talked about that. The Bengals beat the Colts 23-34. to 34 And that the Colts were driving at the end of that game. And I don't remember, I don't think it was Jack Doyle, but it was a tight end, I think, that caught a pass, got a first down, and then fumbled the ball, and the and the uh, Bengals picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. So that was just heartbreaking uh, if you were cheering for the Colts. I can't believe 39 completions for luck and one interception, and the one interception was early. I, yeah, I it's just it's going to be the week of overreactions until we actually get a couple games under our feet and i'm really excited for it uh yeah i had a lot of hope i and not even so much for deshaun but for that texans defense and i i feel like at times that they just looked outplayed and outcoached i against that patriots offense like they really only have chris hogan and and gronk and Chris Hogan and Gronk beat them, essentially. But if you're going to get out coached by anybody, it's... Well, yeah. I mean, Bill Belich... I mean... That's, they're, that's they're, how the Patriots are going to win this. They're worse, there are worse teams to be... Or worse coaches to Absolutely. be out coached by. That's how the Patriots are going to have to win this year. Is, is just out coaching people. That defense Ty- did. Tyron Matthew, though. Tyron Matthew had a pick and a fumble. Yeah. A recovery. Yeah. Uh, Patriots' so. defense did look pretty decent, though. They did. Like, they um, looked better than I thought they would be. True. And then the last game of today. <coughs> ah, been talking too much. Jaguars-Giants. Yeah. This was my favorite game of the day. This game was incredibly entertaining. Were you able to watch it? I didn't get it. I got it on... Actually, yeah, I got it because I I have my ways. But okay, that, I was watching, so I, I had it. it yeah. So I was sitting at work. I got all my work done in the morning before <coughs> noon. And then right at noon, I had my laptop open with the Jags game. I had NFL Red Zone on my phone with my headphone in, so I was listening to Red Zone. And then I had the Vikings Niners on the computer, on the work computer next to me. So I had three three screens going. It was great. So yeah, I, I got to watch the majority of the Jacksonville game. Okay. It was just so entertaining. Like the beef bef- between Jalen Ramsey and OBJ. Is it really beef though? I think it's just a. It's mu- n- no, it's fr- it's, it's a mutual it's a mutual respect. It's it's, it's even a yeah. friendship. But those it's two's like, like a it's literally who is better type of thing. Like, right. I can guard you, but I can also beat you at mm-hmm. running or at you know at the. Because I did hear a lot of that. It was there was there was it was a lot of chirping back and forth, but it wasn't like. OBJ Josh Norman chirping like now, they were like they were chirping back and forth but it was just like a competitive type of thing not now, like Saquon Saquon had some barking at at Ramsey really and because Ramsey made a tackle on Saquon but it was like a it was like a second and 14 or something like that and Saquon ran for the first down mm-hmm. and Ramsey made the tackle and Bar- Barkley got right up and was barking and Ramsey started barking back and I that one looked pretty legit like I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean you got, I mean you got a dude who's like talking trash about literally every player in the league, and you got a rookie yeah. be like, here I like know me. Barkley, like, I believe, had 130 all-purpose yards. Today. I'm okay with, I'm okay with Barkley getting up in Ramsey's face. Honestly, yeah, like, no, me too. I like it. Like, like you mean go up, go up into the guy's face. Like, hey, you're, you you want to go around and say like people got to earn your respect. 
here I am. I just I'm standing it, yeah. right in front of you. Yeah, you know. So, so. That, there was some real chirping there, but yeah, o- no, Odell and Jalen were definitely it was definitely friendly. They jersey swapped after the game, right? Um, and they you know patting each other on the on the butts after plays and stuff. But no, that the rest of that game, AJ Bouye's incredibly fun to watch opposite Jalen Ramsey. That that Jacksonville defense is still it's still legit. People I've heard people all season or all offseason saying how this Jacksonville defense was good, but now teams are going to be able to figure them out. They're going to be playing good quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. This team still balled out, and they held they held Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley and Eli Manning to 15 points. <laughs> they picked. They had a pick six. Uh, Miles Jack, completely underrated uh, linebacker. He had a pick six. It was just a great game by their defense. Leonard Fournette went down, I believe, in the second inning, late second second inning, second quarter, and uh, TJ Yeldon stepped up. TJ Yeldon made some big plays. He had a receiving touchdown. That was the only that was the only offensive touchdown for them. Um, Bortles looked Bortles looked good. Bortles was actually making throws. Keelan Cole is going to be their number one wide receiver going forward. Like he he stepped up and. He's definitely Bortles' favorite target. I don't know. This game was Eli doesn't look good. <laughs> Eli's old. You'll have to. Yeah, I was, was going to say you're going to have to tell me how Eli did because I he, didn't. Eli didn't like. He's still. I'm going to look at his stats because I'm actually interested. But Eli's. I don't know. I test Eli did not look good to me, and maybe that's because of the defense. That could that could just be. Which is very possible because I mean Jacksonville yeah. almost made Tom Brady look like a mere mortal. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh geez, Blake didn't look Blake didn't look too good on the stat sheet. But Eli went twenty three for thirty seven, so fifteen incompletions, two hundred and twenty four yards, so not bad, but no touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> Granted that one interception was a tip. It was tipped at the line. It went up in the air. Um Saquon had eighteen attempts uh rushing the ball with hundred and six yards and a touchdown. And Odell had 111 receiving yards, but no touchdowns, obviously. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I test Eli didn't look great, but okay. he still get if he can still get all he has to do is either give the ball to Saquon, get the ball to Saquon, yep. or get the ball to Odell. That's really all or he Sterling has. Shepherd well, yeah, that's the so if he can't get it to those two, you get it to Evan Ingram, who's going to be a great tight end, or you get it to Sterling Shepard. Yeah, and then even um. They had another receiver, and now I forgot his name. But even he stepped up a couple times, too. I don't know. That offense is going to be scary if Saquon can keep doing what he's doing. Jacksonville's defense – Jacksonville's run defense wasn't fantastic last year, so I'm not surprised that Saquon was able to put up 108 yards. Hmm. So, I'm, I don't know. I guess I kind of want to see him against the run defense, but I, there's not too many great run defenses anymore. But that that's beside the point. I – I'm really impressed with Saquon doing that against that offense. Odell's still getting his. It's just they need to figure out how to finish. Well, they got to keep Odell healthy. That too. They need to keep both of them healthy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, Kansas City and L.A. I'm surprised you didn't talk about Chargers that. and Chiefs because my boy Patty Mahomes looked baller. He looked so good. I'm just glad Tyreek Hill had the day he had because my fantasy team really appreciates that. Yeah, me too. I had him in one of my leagues. I have him in our Yahoo League. I, I appreciated that a lot. 
Uh, yeah, he literally started the game off with a punt return and then a deep touchdown pass or catch. And if Matt Nagy could get Tariq Cohen to be like that, I will be one happy Bears fan. Patty Mahomes was 15 for 27, 256 yards and four touchdowns. Boom. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill receiving seven catches, 169 yards and two touchdowns. Anthony Sherman had one catch for 36 yards. Watkins had three catches for 21 yards. Yeah, I, that Kansas City offense looked really good. Granted, Joey Bosa didn't play for for the L.A. Chargers. Right. So that might have impacted the game a lot more. But still, like that offense just looks scary. The way that they ran a two-point conversion at one point. Or maybe it was just a goal line touchdown. I don't remember. But it was incredible because it was ba- it was a triple option essentially because Patty Mahomes can run. Yeah. And they he like he got the snap and he like he faked it, but then he just or no. Yeah. Oh what, no no, no. he faked it. Play? It was kind of an option. He had he had Tariq. No. Yeah, ter- he had Tariq Hill on his left and DeAnthony Thomas coming like in motion yeah so he he snapped it and thomas was running in front of him and he like did a fake handoff to hill but then while in the fake handoff position just kind of flipped it forward to thomas and thomas and it was real slick all of a sudden thomas had it and just ran around it Ooh, i want to see this yeah and then they did the same thing later in the game with tyreek at running in motion i gotta see this it's incredible like that that offense if you find the video for it tag me in though, oh like yeah I, I will because the that goal line offense is it's basically unstoppable <laughs> like it's hard because then if they start reading that then you just actually start giving it to kareem hunt in the middle mm-hmm. and he's just gonna punch it in or patty mahomes keeps it right and tosses it to whoever's open like travis kelsey who we didn't hear much of today but that's because tyreek hill had the ball the entire time I don't know. That game was that game was fun to watch. I was too. gonna say, you know where my you know where my negativity lies mm-hmm. with Mahomes. Not in his legs. He's just not proven. I'm saying not yeah. in his legs, but in the arm. But credit where credit's due. Looked very solid today against a defense that we both think can knock knock the lights out of people. I think that defense is gonna be good. Oh my god, there's still a couple games we haven't talked about. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I keep. These games just like are disappearing, but then they replay. Uh, Redskins came out of nowhere and beat the Cardinals. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. The Cardinals looked bad. I had higher hopes for them because I thought Zam Bradford was more competent than he was. He's not. No. David Johnson can't carry a team by himself. No, he can't. And that defense didn't look good without Ty- uh, Tyron Matthew. They really don't. Like he was kind of a key to that. And I mean, they still got Patrick Patterson though. True. But Patrick Patterson ain't tackling Adrian Peterson. True. Adrian Peterson, who they just picked up because their other running back, because uh, Grice? What was his name? No, not Grice. Darius. What was the rookie running back in Washington towards ACL? Guys. It was guys. Yeah. I'm saying Grice. That's what I keep saying. But Peterson had 26 attempts, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And yeah, and then Alex Alex Smith threw two touchdowns on yeah the that Cardinals defense was just bad. I don't want to talk about that game. That that was just that was one of the shockers of the day. But that was kind of the one of the shockers was like, oh that's weird. 
Okay. And then you just kind of forget about it, uh-huh. as I did. Cowboys lost to the Panthers. We predicted this one. We did. Um, I don't. I don't like the Cowboys away from Jerry World, and it's only sixteen to eight. That this game proves both of my points about both of these teams. One, the Cowboys are on a decline because their defense is just bad. It, it's it's gotten worse, and their offensive line has gotten worse. And Zeke can't run without a good offensive line, and Dak can't run without a good Zeke, or Dak can't play without a good Zeke. So that Cowboys are on a very very tall decline, and the Panthers are not going to be good this year. They only put up 16 points on a defense that I don't think is very good. Like I that just proved my point. They're not going to win back-to-back seasons. Honestly, like Cam always. looked good though. Did he? <laughs> I thought he from what I watched, he looked fairly fairly good. That's fair. And Christian McCaffrey, you know, they Well, yeah. Were, but defense for the Panthers looks really good. Cam went 17 for 26, 116 yards, 161 yards. He had the he had the one touchdown on the ground. Yeah, though. no, yeah, no touchdown, no, no interception. He had thirteen attempts at rushing, 50, 58 yards and one touchdown. What I will say though is that that defense looked good. A healthy yes, Luke, a defense, healthy Luke Keekley. Yeah, Keekley got hurt at the end there. Did I he? Hope, yeah, I saw him down. I don't know if he came back. I didn't see. The, I mean, yeah. I stopped watching it after a while. But he I got hurt, know. and I hope I hope for because early in the game you could tell that a healthy Luke Keekley means. Is like a massive difference maker. I hope f- just for football's sake that he's okay because yeah, he is just a, such a good player. He's so fun to watch. I really hope that he is healthy and is able to play. If not, I hope he gets a speedy recovery. Same. Um, I believe there was one more game, but NFL this NFL app is not great. Um. Oh yeah, Seahawks Broncos, which. Ooh, also kicked. picked. I think I did. You pick Seattle? Yes. Ah. Okay. So I picked right. <laughs> I yeah. I trusted the defense and Von. I I literally said, I'm putting my faith in Von Miller, and he faith delivered. awarded. He gave me two forced fumbles. Faith awarded. Uh, yeah. Case Keenum proved my point that he is very overhyped and he was a system quarterback because he did not look good. He threw, I believe. He had three touchdown passes, which I'll give him credit for, but that's because he had field position from his defense. He also threw three interceptions, and yeah. the, the three interceptions were bad. The interceptions were, like, right to the defenders, like, way overthrown. Earl Thomas was just like, oh, cool, thanks, right in his lap. Case Keenum's not going to be good this year. They have three rookie running backs or something like that. They started, I think, five rookies on offense. Which is ridiculous. I that I don't think that Broncos offense is going to be good. Whatever games they win is going like this. It's going to be because they're going to have to be won by the defense. I don't think Bradley Chubb did too much. I didn't hear his name too often, so that's a little disappointing. But but yeah, Seattle's in a bad spot. Seattle Seattle's offensive line is somehow worse than normal. Brandon Marshall is the only gleam of hope that they have because he had two touchdown catches so he he's looking to be the next big receiver for russell which will be good um but other than that like that seattle team their running game didn't get going russell kept getting hit and then he would even when he would scramble out of the pocket he wasn't getting open receivers downfield that's and that 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 defense without sherman obviously just does not without sherman without chancellor 
They just st- doesn't look good. They still have Earl Thomas. They still have Earl Thomas, thank God, but he's going to be gone at the end of the season. Is this part of the reason why you think that the Bears are going to beat him next week? Yes, because they just don't. The Seattle just doesn't look good. Like, I, yeah, that's why I believe that the Bears are going to steamroll over them. Steamroll all yeah. over them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle, if Seattle only scored ten or less. Honestly, I'm already going to next week thinking we're going to be zero and two, but things could be. No, I, I see that. Not easy win, but I see it as a convincing win for Chicago next week. That would go a long way for the confidence of that team. That's what I think. I I really think put up 31 points, 31 to 10. That's about what I could see. I think that defense is going to be that good. That offensive line is not good in Seattle. It never has been. Russell Wilson's the most sacked quarterback since he's got drafted. And with that defensive line that I saw in Green, yeah, in Green Bay tonight, it's going to be scary. Russell's going to be running around a lot, and those two ends have the athletic ability. Specifically, Khalil Mack has the athletic uh, athletic ability to stay with Russell and tackle Russell. Let's just hope Matt Nagy doesn't make any more. I don't, for lack of better terms, ballsy play calls. Right. But I mean, yeah, I think that defense is going to score at least a touchdown next week again. I really do. Like, especially if Roquan plays. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say if they, if they can get both Mac and Raquan Smith on the field at the same if time. Smith is healthy next week because you saw what happened there. Like they both came from the opposite ends, mm-hmm. and that line just crumbled. That's scary. Well, especially yeah, because if you keep Danny Trevathan healthy, yep. Trevathan can hold the middle, and Roquan can literally it, go opposite uh, Khalil Mack. And we're and this is and we're all and we're mentioning all this, and we still haven't even mentioned Leonard Floyd yet. <laughs> exactly. And Akeem Hicks. And Akeem Hicks. That line is scary. And that linebacker and line is literally my only worry is the se- it it not the second the corners. Right. I'm not worried about the safeties. And and even the corners. You know, Kyle Fuller he has his issues, but he's pretty solid cover when he wants to be. When he wants to be, and Amukamara is very solid. And then the safeties, Adrian Amos is Amos is good. Like, I like I, he's the best safety no one talks about. And right. uh, Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Eddie, Eddie Jackson. Jackson think, yeah. yeah. Eddie Jackson is. Again, a, a very solid up and coming. I think that Bears team goes into into Monday night, and I th- it, it's going to be a primetime game yeah. again. There's, I think they're really going to redeem themselves. I think they're going to make some noise, and it's in Chicago. Hey, what do I got to do to get tickets to that? <laughs> I think they make some noise in that game. They they send a message to the league next week. I really do think that. I know the game most Packer fans aren't watching next Monday. <laughs> Or tune into probably Hawk, yeah. Per tune into Hawk Talk later this week. We don't know the schedule yet, but for our actual picks, we'll update you guys on that on the next episode, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> Football. I'm so happy right now. I'm glad you are. I'm still not sure how I fully feel about it. <laughs> and it's it. not even like the Packers could have lost. And I'd I'd probably be pretty. De- if Aaron was healthy, I wouldn't be upset anymore. But no, I'm still pretty depressed. <laughs> I'm still incredibly happy. I bet you are. Just disregard the Packer game. Kind of hard not to, but all right. I got to watch seven hours, six and a half hours, because we left for the Packer game early. I got to yeah. watch six and a half hours of nonstop football with no commercials, and it was amazing. 
on Red Zone? Yeah. That explains the no commercials. Yeah, Red Zone. Okay. Yeah, it's it's no commercials. It's just pretty football. Sure I, pretty sure I have through. that through my cable back at home. I have to check. But you should be able to access it on your phone and your laptop then. Should, but I can't remember the login for my cable. That's stuff. fair. I like mean, I have it on my phone. Like I don't have to sign it on my phone, but I mean I'd okay. like to watch it on my laptop. Exactly. Or hook up my laptop up, to the that's TV. That's what I did when I got right. home. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's so, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have Red Zone back at home. So if I, that is the case, I just need to get the password. Also, in. can't remember the dude's name, but the dude who does Red Zone, like yeah. the uh, announcer kind of guy. The host? Yeah, the host of it. Yeah. Does he just not pee for six and a half or seven hours? <laughs> he probably does. Dude, but like every he, – he talks over some games or like some clips, and then he'll be like, okay, now we're going to go into this game. And then here's what's happening in this game. And now we're going to go to the – like, he's there nonstop. I feel like he's wearing, like, an adult diaper or something on that set. <laughs> Dude's there for seven straight hours. I'm sure they find the creative way. <laughs> but what a job. I guarantee you they find the creative way to get him to use the bathroom or some shit. I want to apply to be one of the people who just gets to sit there and watch one of the games. And then just kind of raise my hand when something interesting happens. <laughs> just hey, like, we might want to switch to this. Quick, cut to the Seahawks. Like, <laughs> I want to be. I want to apply to that job where I. It's just my job to. I can see that happening. Football. I. I can. That is such a huge job. And honestly, you can fire everyone else because I'd be able to watch all of the games at once. <laughs> oh my god! I would. Uh, yeah, that's a dream job right there for sure. <laughs> all right. Look for us on Wednesday. Um, we're going to talk a little less football on Wednesday. I can promise you that. Uh, but probably probably Friday we'll do more preview stuff looking into week two because week two looks really exciting now that I'm looking at it. I just thought of something. Yeah, what's up? I'm like, I'm, And I'm like looking literally a week ahead here. Okay. What the hell are we going to do about the show on Sunday? <laughs> Next Sunday. Oh, God. Cause, cause, oh, God. Because I completely forgot. We have to do wrestling predictions on Friday. Because I completely... Yeah, we do. Because I completely forgot that Hell in a Cell was Sunday until you and Zach mentioned it. And I was like, oh, that's right. And then I remember you saying that it was going to be at Zach's. I was like, oh, wait, that's right. It's going to be at Kyle's. Oh, Kyle's, yeah. right. And then I forgot that that's also the Brewers game. And I was like, oh, It's going to be a long damn. day. Like, yeah, we're cause, going. Because we're leaving here at what? Nine in the Nine morning? In the morning. To, to not go, return to Whitewater to until yep. roughly midnight? Wow. Yeah, so Monday's episode might be late <laughs> I was <gonna laughs> next say, week. I was going to say because I still have that nine a.m. on Mondays too. Oh, God. Yeah, it's part of the might... reason it's part of the reason why I don't really do. Why part of me just wants to like force myself to wake up early and write this volleyball script tomorrow. Sorry, Jim. Um, because I just don't feel like doing it tonight, even though I know I probably will. Like I'm probably I'm honestly just going to throw on. Yeah. YouTube oh, yeah, or something. Gonna be, that's going to be rough. It could. Nothing I haven't done before. Oh, yeah. Doesn't make it fun. <laughs> Next week. Oh, man. Now we got a lot to think about. Well. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out. I'll try to figure it out before Wednesday so that I can actually update you guys. Um, but expect next week, Monday's episode, to be late. Expect it to be in the afternoon, much like I think it was last week, Wednesday or something, whatever. And It'll be pretty similar. And expect wrestling predictions this week. Yeah, expect wrestling predictions for sure on Friday. We might 
Yeah, I don't know. Expect for sure wrestling predictions. It, and then for sure in some capacity there will be also reactions. Not sure how, not sure when, but wrestling reactions will also, you know. I mean, will... I'll probably be souped up on energy anyway. Oh yeah. Part Here's how I think next next Sunday's next Sunday night is probably going to go for me. I'm either going to be souped up on energy cuz I always just for whatever reason, whether I want I want to or whether I don't want to, my body always kicks into this extra weird random gear, and I'm just a freaking live wire for oh, the yeah. ne- for the next like three, four, five hours until I just hit a wall and then I'm dead basically. Oh, yeah. Or my body just hit a wall, so, or my or I'm gonna hit a wall at some point Fall and just be the main event. I mean, I'll try to be awake, but I'll probably be drifting you know yeah on the ride i mean i'll be fine i mean all i know is that god i have to drive that all i know is that sunday night i'll be absolutely out like a light yeah yep me too yeah so stay tuned keep an eye out on the social media accounts i guess for updates on when all these episodes wednesday's episode will be normal friday's episode should be normal it's just that Monday episode next week that TBD. Yeah, you need yeah, keep an eye out for. Other than that, thanks for listening to Football Talk. Again, just get used to football until <laughs> until February probably. Sorry. <laughs> when other news breaks, you know basketball starts, we'll talk more basketball and stuff. But other than that, but a little October we'll talk baseball too. Like Wednesday, we will most likely be talking baseball on Wednesday. But other than that, get used to a lot of football. Go ahead and take us out, Connor. Uh, two things. One, you really, you really got to tell like Nicole and her friends to chill on the roasting part when it came to that. When it came Were they to roasting, the, I think it was like subtle roasting from Nicole, and then well, Jack was fine because Jack was right well, there. Yeah, Jack's a bear. He fan, was yeah. like just, I was just miserable. No, I think it was just Nicole actually. <laughs> I think she was intentionally roasting. No, I don't think it was intentional. Just smack talk that probably went too far eh <laughs> I mean it was fine yeah I mean it wasn't fine because I was like in the midst of like watching my team that like, was the collapse. thing like you when we were down and I was hating the world you guys were actually pretty like chill about it like you weren't saying much oh yeah like no yeah. no I mean I don't know if you heard but the entire time when we were up like I looked at like I looked at you and I looked at Sarah I was just like this ain't happening, right? You were right? like, no, I, I've seen this story before. I know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I sat there. I was just like, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. Like, right. I'm going to enjoy this. Right. But I'm going to take it. But I'm going to take this while I, I can get it because that's fair. I'm not going to get it very often. But no, that, but no, that was fun. We should all, we should all do fair. that again. I wouldn't mind that at all. Dude, that was, was a lot. That was, was a lot. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, uh, lot of fun uh, watching that game. Also, getting to next Sunday. And well, it's next technically next Monday morning. Even though I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be dragging next uh, next Monday morning. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna try to force myself to class because tomorrow. because uh, there's one day, there's one particular Monday morning set of class that I know for a fact I am most likely going to skip because my body's just gonna be like hell no. Next week, not next week. It is not next Monday. I'm, no, I'm dragging my body. Okay through next week because what's the one that you need to skip well, it's not that i need to it's well, that i'm most likely going right. to monday october 22nd 
the day after the 21st, which is also the day where I hopefully go see Kyle, the That's rapper. Because that concert, I think, is at 6.37. Then I still have to leave the city, Chicago, to come back here. Yep. So realistically, I very well could, like, again, have that second form of energy and, like, wake up and just be, like, fly- going through, like, flying colors. Oh, my God, I just saw Kyle in this pass out afterwards that's why i'm happy i see ninja sex party october 17th mm-hmm. it's a wednesday night yeah my only thursday class is, at is that o'clock. oh that is clutch so i'm really happy about Dude, that, that worked out well yeah that worked, that worked out, out well. extremely well so i'm but, happy about that but yeah so that'll, that'll be fun That'll be a day we'll have to we'll have to talk about when when we do the podcast too. I yeah. might be showing up late for that too. But. That one I might, yeah, that one will be interesting. Maybe we know, literally guest host or something. We literally like have an entire month. Until That's that true. <laughs> so we're and, planning ahead, and I don't even know if I'm even gonna get the tickets. Right. I'm, I'm hoping that the they're yet. that they're still gonna be available by the time my birthday rolls around in a couple weeks. Anyways, anyway, talking about the show. To hear more about what we do decide to do with that show and the shows coming up. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. Oh, my. Um, at First Round KO Podcast uh, on iTunes. You want to give us a, a subs- hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star rating, leave a review if you'd like. And then on SoundCloud and Stitcher, you know, follow what their respective metrics there. And you give, a, give us a follow or a, subscri- or a subscribe or whatever it is that they do on those. On Twitter, find the podcast at FRKO Podcast. Find Kyle at Olson2K18. Find me forever finding a way to complain about what I just witnessed tonight on TV. And Warhawk Football, because that's a thing, too. Yeah. Home at Connormore underscore seven. And follow at Here We Go Yelich. Links in the description. You're really going to want to follow that last one. Yup. Trust me. Yup. In the next episode. Speaking of Yelich, baseball is most likely going to be the topic of discussion. With a special guest joining us. Has he been on the show since I since I came back? I No. No. Because it's only been Tom twice and Kyle. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So this will be fun. It, it will be the first time that he's been in here uh, since I've been back in Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, yeah. Special guest on Wednesday. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't have to work that day either. It's Tuesday that I work, so I'm good. That's exciting. Well, <laughs> we record on Tuesday, but right, I'll be I'll be here Tuesday night anyway because of the volleyball game. So True. pretty much whatever time you get off of work, I'll pretty much be camping out here. But anyways, yeah, baseball special guest Wednesday. Can't can't wait. You guys can't wait either. I'm sure you guys can't. Make sure you listen on the next episode when we shock the system since day one ish. Things are getting eerie like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. Where the Michelin at the finish line? Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag, stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.